Hey mama, this is Motherhood Grace, a podcast dedicated to taking care of modern homemakers. I'm your host, Kate Markovitz, a mom ready to rewrite the motherhood narrative with you. I'm fed up with conventional mom culture. You know, the one where mom is the exhausted martyr of the family and only values her worth by her busyness or how much she sacrifices in the name of motherhood. It's time to reclaim our motherhood and our lives. We are women worthy of feeling and being confident, energetic, and joyful. I'm here to provide tools, resources, and the community you need to thrive in your motherhood. You've totally got this. Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Motherhood Grace. I am so excited for today's episode because of the topic, which is gratitude with kids. I think this is going to be a fun topic to present and to talk about, especially given the time of the year. Although gratitude can be done anytime during the year, it is especially top of mind during the month of November, right? I apologize about the sound quality today. I am not in my normal recording place, but I wanted to make sure I could get this done and out to you. And so I figured my, one of my mantras is don't let perfect be the enemy. And so I am here recording this, even though I know the sound is not going to be perfect. I hope it is bearable, but I do apologize about that. So before we jump into this topic, I wanted to give a little context around a conversation I had with my mom this week that sort of relates to the idea of gratitude. And one of the things that I've really tried to do with Charlotte as a parent is talking to her about clear communication, kind communication, and emotional intelligence. I just, I do laugh because I know that I am probably just overwhelming for a lot of people. I just, again, have one kid. I can focus a lot on what I'm doing with her and really trying to be an intentional parent is one of those things. But anyway, we really hammered home these ideas about communication and emotional intelligence with Charlotte because I know other parents were doing flashcards and numbers and letters. My kid just was so not interested in that. So I wanted to really hone some other skills that I thought she could she could master. And we were constantly talking about how she feels, what it means to be sad, why you get sad. um, How can you tell when someone is angry? What do you do when you're angry? We talk about these things a lot. And now, finally, at the age of five, I see the fruits of my labor developing. She's become a really awesome communicator. She really knows how she feels. She can tell how other people are feeling, identifying her emotions, identifying other emotions. And the reason I thought about this is because my mom had taken her this week and she said, wow, she is just such an awesome communicator. Like she can actually carry a conversation with a stranger really well. Like as she met, she loves to go to the exercise room at my grandparents' um, new condo. They just moved into like an assisted living and there's an exercise room and Charlotte <laughs> loves to go there. It's like her favorite place. And she loves to talk to all of the elderly people that come in there. And it's just super cute because she really can make connections with them and carry the conversation and it's just 
it's one of the things that I am grateful for. And it's, <laughs> I just wanted to share that at the beginning of this, because listen, mama, I know that sometimes you feel like, if, or if you're anything like me, you're doing all these things, giving so much time and effort. And it's like, am I doing this for a reason? Is this even going to matter? And it will, it'll all come together at some point. It won't be on your timeline. But at some point, it's all going to come together and you're just going to be so grateful that you put intention behind your mothering and your parenting. All right, so let's talk about gratitude with kids. Um, Dr. David Hamilton, he is the author of Why Kindness is Good for You. He wrote, gratitude is the mark of being kind to life by being aware of all that is around us. And when we are grateful, we acknowledge the people and situations in our life and express thanks for them. One of the ways we've been doing that this fall is really taking the time to pay attention to the color of le the changing leaves. Look how beautiful they are. I've really been intentional about pointing out things in nature. And Charlotte now goes, wow, this is just so beautiful. Or look how gorgeous that tree is. And really taking the time and the attention to look around and, and notice even what is happening in these slower, slower paced environments. And I think it's, it's a really good reminder that gratitude to me, this is the Kate Markovitz edition, that gratitude is having presence, is, is being aware of what is going on in your life and finding the positive, the silver linings, the things that you really can be grateful for. It is so, so easy to get caught up in the negative, especially today, or to be bombarded by it and, and everywhere that we look. And so I think gratitude can pull us back to grounding us and reminding us all the things we really do have. And, you know, of course that looks different for everyone. And this isn't a, um, this isn't gaslighting or toxic positivity. It's not saying that you don't have things that are, you're struggling through. It's not saying that, you know, um, there, there aren't real challenges in life. We have felt them in our family for sure in 2022, but it's also remembering that there are good things. There are positives despite the negatives, that there are ways to continue to move forward and to find the next best thing. Something, another reason why I wanted to talk about this topic is that Sarah Clark, MPH, wrote or says that gratitude is not something children usually acquire automatically. It needs to be nurtured in an age-appropriate way. I thought about that a lot over my experience of having Charlotte for the past five years, because I definitely have the tendency to be like, you should be more grateful or look at all you have and forgetting that there is an age appropriate way to talk about gratitude and for kids to really understand. And if you have a child that at three throws a tantrum because they didn't get a toy, perhaps that is age appropriate. Um, and it's, you know, don't, don't get ahead of yourself. Try not to zoom forward. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, but to remember that there, this does develop over time and it is a skill and it is something that you can help your child learn. 
and that if they're quote unquote not good at it at the beginning, it is not because they are bad or there's anything wrong with them. They just need to hone the skill. They need to develop it. They need to understand why it's important. Sometimes it's hard to even conceptualize why does it really matter if I should be grateful or why do these things you know, I don't have time to do these things, right? Especially adults, we feel that way. But um, as we'll learn throughout this episode is that there, it is, it is worth the intention. It is worth putting effort towards because some of the benefits of gratitude are having a greater sense of well-being, especially I think feeling connected to things outside of yourself and to recognize that there are people, things, experiences that contribute to your life and that you are grateful for is is a big one. It's improved physical health, improved self-esteem, resilience, and empathy. I think that's a big one that we all probably want for our kids is for them to have a great self-improvement and to be resilient and to be empathetic. And gratitude can help with that. Decreased aggression. You know, naturally, if you tend to be more grateful, I think you're going to be able to keep some of those aggressive emotions or you're not going to have as big of reactions. Increased optimism, improved sleep, and improved relationships. So I don't know about you, but these are all things that I really would love for my child. And so it's definitely something that I want to work on. Here's something else that I saw from theimagineproject.org. They had written on their website, when a child feels gratitude from his or her parents for being helpful or for just being a good kid, the child feels safer and more empowered to say something when they are upset and need to talk. So just the fact of feeling like they are helpful or that your parents are grateful for them, that they are a good kid inside, is going to allow them to open up and to come to you when they need to. And again, this is definitely something that I know I am really trying to foster within our home. So I just mentioned it, the imagineproject.org is just one of the places that I stumbled upon in doing research for this episode. And their little... um, slogan is giving kids a voice for positive change. And I just thought that they had a lot of really great information on their website, but not even just information. They have free journals and um, free resources. And they talk a lot about child children and their, their mental health. Um, and they actually say that the CDC says on children's mental health that ADHD, anxiety, behavior problems, and depression are the most commonly diagnosed mental disorders in children. And I mean, some of these numbers are really staggering. 9.8% of children have ADHD, 9.4% have anxiety, 8.9% have behavior problems, and 4.4% have depression. And so if we really help with gratitude, we can also help with mental health and with these statistics, at least I believe so. And so if you are needing help with that, you know, I, again, this age appropriate idea, having younger children, it's like, well, how do I do this? Um, The Imagine Project, if you just check them out, they have some free resources. They had a free download which was just like a short journal. They're available in English and in Spanish. It was split up by grades and ages. And they actually also have lesson plans for schools. So I downloaded, there's one for like kindergarten and for younger children. 
And um, I really enjoyed it. You know, an example is that, that it has emotions up at the top, like happiness, sadness, anger, a, a bunch of them. And it'll say like, what are things that make me happy, right? And draw three things that make you happy. Or um, write about a time that you felt sad. What do you do to feel better when you feel sad or angry? And maybe you won't even use this as a technical journal, but these are great questions to talk about with your kids. Charlotte and I love to talk first thing in the morning. She likes to cuddle with me, or we like to talk just when we're driving. I like to turn off the music, turn off all the distractions, and just chat together. And um, that's when a lot of our, our best conversations really happen. So if you need ideas or things to talk about, I think that's a great way. Now I want to get into some ideas that we've either done in our house or some ideas that we would like to implement implement, or some things that you could do in your house. The first way, I think, if you've never really talked about gratitude with your kids, and again, depending how old they are, like I said, I, I really started seeing fruits of my labor with Charlotte with gratitude around the time that she was four. So she's five now. And last year was the first time that I felt like I really started seeing it click for her. So if you have a child younger than that, it may not be age appropriate yet. It is definitely something that you can still do in your life and you can model because children are always learning by watching their parents. But don't feel the pressure that you have to do all of these things right now. You could, of course, try some of the things and just to keep yourselves occupied. Um, but, you know, knowing that once they have more language and they start to develop more emotional skills and um, things like that, it's really going to play a role here. So the first way that I would introduce this, especially if you have older kids is to create a theme to start just talking about gratitude. Maybe you'll do like 30 days of thankfulness or 30 days of gratitude. Maybe you'll make a gratitude tree for Thanksgiving or gratitude gifts and you could create, you know, gifts underneath a tree or something to represent some of the things that you are grateful for. And you really make this a family effort. Everyone participates so that you can see what everyone is thankful for, what's the same, what's different. Um, and it'll start to become a, a bit more of that tradition that we were talking about. I know I talked about the the um, gratitude tree and last episode when I talked about traditions. So if you need some family traditions, go ahead back. But this might be something that you do start to implement every year. And I think it's also a fun one. I mean, I remember in the motherhood grace guide, someone wrote about doing like love notes or love hearts on their kid's door around Valentine's Day. So this isn't something that just has to happen around Thanksgiving or the, um, Christmas holidays, the winter holidays, this is something that you could do anytime. So just keep that in mind that maybe introducing it with a theme is a fun way to get everyone on board and to be a little bit more interested. You could do something a little bit more daily if you want and make it part of a morning or nighttime routine. Some people may pray together. Um, and so what we used to do as, a ki as kids is we would say prayers and at the end, we would all go around and say like one thing that we were thankful for from that day. And so you, you typically knew that was coming. So really all day you were kind of thinking about what am I grateful for today? Um, 
you know, you can model it first and then they can go second and let them say things like the candy bar they had or the toy that they played with or the toy that they got. Let them be grateful for those things, even though maybe, you know, at least if you're like me, I was like, what? We did all these things today and you're grateful for that. No, this is not a time of judgment. This is a time of just allowing them to fill up their own cup with what they were thankful for that day. So one of the ways to talk about gratitude is to think about how you could express gratitude to someone else. And this is actually how we really started this with Charlotte. And when she was younger, this is how I spoke to her about it. I would say, how can we tell someone we love them? You know, how can we tell them we're grateful for them? And this is where we implemented or started talking about a bit more the five love languages. And there is a book by Gary Chapman, Five Languages, sorry, Five Love Languages of Children, um, I actually found it on secondsale.com that was had the book for less than $5. So that may be a good one to even check out from the library to just talk again during the month of November. If you want to talk to your kids about this, talk about the, the love languages. My husband and I talk about it all the time. Um, so there's words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, gifts, and physical touch. And so thinking about how can you tell, you know, your Grammy that you love her? Charlotte says that she likes to make things for people. So she likes to draw them pictures and send them in the mail or give them something. And, um, you know, we started talking them about them as thankful notes, that if you're just feeling extra thankful for someone someday to write them a little note and send it in the mail, because it's always fun to get something in the mail. It feels like a little gift and it can really brighten someone's day. And so that is how she really likes to say someone's grateful. Someone may give a hug. Um, someone might clean the house or make, you know, we do that a lot with my husband. My husband really likes a neat and tidy house and Charlotte and I are about the furthest thing from neat and tidy. And so when we know he's coming home from work, it's like a mad dash, like let's clean up the house because we know it's going to make Papa happy and running around and doing. But, you know, again, the reminder that it might not be something that we want to do or that is our natural tendency, but we can do it because the people that we love in our life you know, feel really good when they walk in and the house is clean and that makes them happy. And we like to do that for other people. We like to express our gratitude and to um, contribute to their all their overall happiness and gratitude. A game I actually, it's not really a game or something I do with Charlotte is when I can tell she's feeling a little down or, um, you know, just kind of having a hard day. We will talk about, I'll go, so many people love you. You have Mama and Papa and Murphy. And we just go through and we list like every member of the family. And we talk about friends and all these people that love her. And so um, we, I especially started doing this because she really was yearning for a sibling for a long time. And I would say, you know, I know that you really want a sibling and that just feels really important to you right now. But let's think about all the people that who really love you, too, because um, she was feeling like you had to have a sibling. I forget something. Something was happening where she was thinking, like, you got more siblings if your family was like better. She was like equating the two of those. So anyway, um so we like to do that. How many people love you? 
we like to talk about how it feels when someone fills up their cup. So, you know, didn't it feel great when your cousin gave you her extra cookie today? Like that was just such a fun little surprise treat or, um, wasn't that fun when grandma sent you that note in the mail, like you didn't expect to get a Halloween card and that just turned around your whole day. And so talking about how she feels when she gets something like that also would then, you know, turn around and have her be like, oh, let's do that for someone else. So talking about how it feels for them is really important. The biggest one I think is really modeling it, you know, watching your kids see you do things, um, to show your gratitude, saying thank you to your kids. Thank you for cleaning up the dishes or thank you for picking up your room. Thank you for getting your shoes on quickly. Just being like really honest with them. Um, you know, thank you for getting me a drink. And, and if you model it, they really will do it. I have always really been big on saying please and thank you and just speaking kindly and um now even when charlotte doesn't eat her meal she'll say wow mom thank you for making me my lunch or you know she really does she really does say thank you a lot and it, it feels good it feels good to get that little thank you especially as a mom because you know a lot of times it's a thankless job so definitely modeling it uh, volunteering, so explaining why you are volunteering to help can help create a sense of empathy, kindness, and compassion. So if you are doing something for others, you know, making sure that your kid actually realizes that like you are, you are going to help. So uh, when my grandparents were living at their house and they had a lot of landscaping, we would, could go over and help them with it. You know, we're helping with them because this might be really hard for them to do, but it's not too hard for us to do. So it's something we can do to help them and to, you know, make sure that they don't hurt their back again or um, just sharing, a, like being more, a little bit more explicit with them. They may not understand, like, we're just going to help them. Well, why are we helping them? What What is the real reason here? And I think an important thing to do here also with volunteering is to ask them what they like to do for others. Because I know as a kid, I got forced into doing a lot of volunteer work that I didn't actually, like it was volunteer work I didn't enjoy. Um, so for example, I don't love to clean. It's like truly not my favorite thing. So like going and cleaning for other people was like not fun for me um, and didn't really give that sense of like, oh, I want to continue doing this. but. I really did love going and talking to people or performing for people. Um, I loved going to schools to do volunteer work because I really wanted to be a teacher. So there were things I definitely wanted to do and enjoy doing. And especially if you have an older kid or a teenager, if you want them to actually do the things, ask them what they want to do and that'll, that'll help. And then finally, let's talk about actual giving. So, you know, maybe giving away old clothes or toys. Don't force this, okay? I tried to force this with Charlotte before she was ready. And, oh, my gosh, at three, she became so possessive. And I was distraught. I thought, this, like, I was... I call it the lifetime fast forward where I could see this like teenage girl who was just bratty and didn't want to share any of her toys and was all these like characters on TV where, that I would cringe at. And like, that's what I was like envisioning happening at the tender age of three because she didn't want to give away some of her clothes or her toys. So I had to truly pause and say she needs to A, watch me do this. 
And so I often will clean out things. We will take things and donate them. I will talk about how we're giving things away to help someone else or going to buy things so that we can help other people. And again, modeling it, seeing that modeling. And um, that helped. And then also it helped for her to understand like who she was giving things to. So we started giving some of her clothes that don't fit anymore to some of my friends or to her cousin who was smaller. And so it's, it's kind of like if she knew where they were going, it seemed to help the process a bit. And now she has started to talk about, you know, can we, can we give something to people? I want to go to the stores. Now she's really big into this. Like when she is a teenager, she wants to, I don't know why she calls it a pantry, but she wants to build a pantry full of toys that she can give to kids who don't have as many toys, um, which is a little like, I guess, Santa-y. And it's just, it is super cute. And um, yeah, it's, it's the pantry of toys I hear about a lot. That's, that's what she wants to do when she grows up. But it's really cute. They will get there. Don't panic if they have a hard time at first. Just continue to foster the modeling, to continue to build up the why. Why are we doing this? Um, maybe doing a little bit of volunteer work so they understand like why this actually matters. Um, that can really help too. But I'm sure I could come up with a million ideas, but I actually have about two minutes until I need to get to the bus stop to get the little lady. So I thank you for tuning in for this week and talking about gratitude. I hope it gave you some ideas for what you can do with your family. And if you have any others, I would love to hear them. Please come message me at Motherhood Grace or you can email hello at motherhoodgrace.com. Don't forget to leave a review. Those are always really helpful. I hope you are enjoying the podcast and some of the topics that I've been sharing and talking about. If you ever have questions, send them my way. Hope you have a great week and I will be back again soon. How are you supported, Mama? And how are you supporting others? I created this podcast and physical goods through my Motherhood Grace shop to provide uplifting and positive resources for moms and women. You can grab my affordable products like a personalized affirmation mug or the postpartum grace guide for yourself or a friend on motherhoodgrace.com or Etsy. Over half of the orders of my book, The Postpartum Grace Guide, are given as gifts, and it warms my heart to see moms supporting other moms. Get free shipping on orders over $35 automatically. You can shop on Etsy or motherhoodgrace.com. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for supporting my business.